Get it in. You. Hey, here, here we go, man. Here it is. It's, it's, it's. Let's hey, just, just go, man. That's. It's, 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 I, 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 you go, man. You, you just go. well. Well, we can we can call we, we can call that the blooper intro. But what I'm gonna say, what it do, people? What it do, Atlanta Falcon Nation? Ah, oh, man, this your boys over here at the Atlanta Falcon Nation, the nation for Atlanta Falcon football. Above me, we gonna go with Terror Artist Four Four, aka the Stat God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like I said. Like I said, y'all can catch the smoke. Y'all can catch the smoke and Maddie if you want it. Tear all the ball ball game and go hit it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, to the right of me, we got the calm before the storm, the voice of reason, Mr. Jew Talk Sports. What's up, fellas? Got another W. Got another uh, W. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and then the diagonal, the diagonal guy up here with the Falcon hat on, this is the boy, the mad scientist. Mr. Mad Mike Sports. Yes, sir. And I am here, your boy K Styles. What's happening, fellas? Got another W. What Coach Lou Brown said. Yeah. That's two games. That's called two in a row. What y'all think? <laughs> uh, I mean, man. Part of me is happy that we got the win. Part of me is not happy in the fashion that we got it, bro. It, it really looked like we should have lost this game. I was ready for us to lose just, just to go off. But this, this ain't the way that we're supposed to have a game that conventionally we had. And Dirk Cutter, like, like Mike was just talking about, you don't you don't run the ball in the fourth quarter until there's like two, two minutes, one minute left. Like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be wasting time, man. That's how I feel about it. I ain't too happy about it. What you think? What you think, guys? Hey, man. I'm happy with the win because we've lost so many games on the last drive of the game. We lost so many games that were close games. Like against Dallas, we lost that game by one point, 40 to 39. And a lot of these games in the NFL, it comes down to coaching. It comes down to clock management. And it comes down to the last drive. So personally, I'm happy with just escaping with a win. Um, I do feel like we could have won by more points, but we've, we've seen Dirk Cutter. He doesn't know how to run the ball. Like, his schemes are terrible. Like, every time we're basically running the ball, we're either running out of the shotgun or we're running it directly into the teeth of the defense. Like, what happened to the sweeps? I didn't see no sweeps today, no tosses. Everything was hand about, uh, hand about a tie girly right up the gut where we're not getting no push up front. I mean, what do you want tie girly to do? Half the time, Ty Gurley's running through, you know, running through tacklers just to gain a yard or two or right. three yards. And that's all Ty Gurley. Like, it's not the offensive line. The offensive line is not getting no push up front. But I make, I mainly blame Dirk Cutter because we're not doing no outside run. We're not running no stretches. We're not running no toss plays. Everything is hand the ball off in a shotgun, right up the gut on a draw play, hand the ball up the middle, even against, like, in our eye formation. We're just handing the ball right up the gut. I mean, it's too predictable. I feel like we could get a lot more yards in the run game. It's just we don't know how to run the ball. Mike talked about it. Dirk Cutter doesn't know how to set up his plays. That's the problem. It's not. I can't really blame the players. I blame this on Dirk Cutter. It's the scheme. Look at all the weapons we had. I talked about it. Uh, I talked about it on our show, the heavy hitters. We didn't need Calvin Ridley today. Y'all seen the kids. He was eating. Y'all seen Brandon Powell. Y'all seen a Christian Blake with a nice, a nice catch. We got weapons galore. It's just he don't know how to use the weapons on this team. 
That's the problem. <laughs> Look like the only running play we had was half bad draw. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. We do the same plays over and over and over and over. And over. What I advise everybody to go before I go because I'm I I I I got I can't even fucking talk right now. So it just just go. Somebody go, man. All right, K Class, what you got? All right, do you see my face right now? Do I look happy? No. Nah. Do I look disappointed? You look pissed off. Bruh. And that's that's a bad thing too because if you look at how it started, you got the balance right there. It don't matter. Like I said, you know what? I didn't think I was gonna have to do this today. But <laughs> go ahead, Dirk go Cutter, ahead and give it, give Dirk it to Cutter, him. your ass. Need the toast of the day. <laughs> I was supposed to be happy. Yeah. Today. Right, yeah, I was, bro. I was more happy we recovered onside kicks in that second half than what I saw out there. <laughs> well, we had we like had written all over the wall, bro. And, and like I said, I, this this was supposed to be a game where I'm supposed to say that boy out there did it again. Your boy Foyer yeah. is showing you <laughs> right now. He is the MVP of this defense right now. Good, and a special team. <laughs> they blissed yeah. him. He's in coverage. Keanu Neal out there hitting. Yeah. Scary, and Jake, folks. And I'm about to say, I'm, I, I, I always forget his name all the time. I'm going to call him Hyphen Man. You know who I'm talking about. Jacob Petoy Man. Jacob Petoy Man. Number 91. Yeah, I'm about to say we're gonna have to use generic bad names, number 91. <laughs> but, but, like, like, uh, like, like Tom Brady back in the day was QB number 12. <laughs> but what I saw out of him, they did something a little different with him that I didn't see all season. They had him standing up half the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I ain't know y'all and like as and as much as we talk about Comiskey. As a DN today, he was getting pressure up the middle. Yeah, man. I don't it like how you even commenced. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, he's one of those you could put in there every now and then type of guys that mix it up. But as far as trying to put him in there all the time at D tackle, no. He's the rotational player. Exactly. But I'm gonna get to the meat and potatoes of this concert. Dirt cutter, what the fuck was that? When you, up, when, when you up, you run the ball. I don't give a damn if it's minus one yard. That clock is your friend. Mm -hmm. What's up, nigga? It's your friend. We see y'all in the comments, man. We ain't trying to annoy y'all, but we just get some things yeah, yeah. off like this. Yeah. Man, calm yeah. your ass down. Hey, look, we get to y'all. But this, this is this is a therapeutic vent session right now. <laughs> 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 Look, man. But just like, but just like with you, and just like what all y'all said, like I said, you you have to mix them runs up. They did one sweep. They they did one jet sweep. Bruh, I don't even I, like. I don't even remember them even uh, going to a, a a stretch play. Like that's embarrassing. Oh, wow. You got 
Collie. That's his strength. That's what he do well. It's stretch plays. So he can either bounce it inside or outside. That's what he do well. What do yeah. you think? Shit. Shit, the only stretching they was doing on the sideline during, <laughs> during the defense being out there. That's the only stretching they was doing. I was about to say the pregame warm-ups. But before we get the mic, I'm going to go ahead and give a couple of these shout-outs here. Like I said, you know, you got Asia Green, William Amy come through in the clutch. Tony Rakeshaw, what's happening? And we're going to do one more with Maggie T. Miss Key. The first, the, right, the, first, the, the first lady in the chat, like I said, she 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 could be here, but she's here with us in spirit. But go ahead, Mike. I know you' about to fire up in that ass. So blow the roof off. Let me go get some hot Cheetos while you at it too. Hey man, this is just—it's absolutely embarrassing. I'm not happy about this whatsoever. It ain't nothing to be happy about. Winning two games in a row, that's what you're supposed to do in the NFL. You're supposed to win two games in a row. I'm not happy about this bull crap. Did y'all not see? It was 34-13 in the yeah. fourth quarter. Going into the fourth quarter. And you allowed this team to come back. One possession away from the win. Like, what are we doing? Are you serious, people? Like, Dirk Cutter, like we're talking about the defensive effort. Like they, Raheem Morris reverted back to that same soft. Let Dirk Cutter and his coaches do whatever they want to do, when they want to do it, how they want to do it. He reverted right back to himself. This, when you get comfortable, when you start winning, when you start seeing success, this is what happens. They get right back into that comfort zone. And this, this is like... Arthur Blank has to set a standard. We have to have a change of culture. These guys got right back. We're talking about after a win, bro. They almost blew it again. Oh, if he didn't no. recover that, if he didn't recover that that onside kick, we're looking at another. Like we're talking about another game and possibly blown again to a rookie quarterback that was having issues all game long. And they stopped blitzing. You know, you see what I'm saying? They had a game plan that was working, just like the Falcons always do. Every time they revert right back. I call it the ghost of Dan Quinn. <laughs> it's the ghost of Dan Quinn. That's that's perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. Hey, I'm about to say right my- <laughs> I'm about to say it might well be the ghost of Dan Quinn because the way them announcers were talking about Dan Quinn, you thought he died out there. Well, he was there. Oh my god! Like, that, like that man's uh, spirit always show up in the fourth quarter, bro. It, oh, every, it, it is every time. <laughs> Amityville in this mode—that's that, that's what it called. That the Amityville. We're gonna we just call it Amityville. Anywhere is a nightmare waiting to happen for the Falcons. It's waiting to happen. And this is like this is this is the stuff that's been plaguing us all year. Everybody say the Falcons have been playing good defense. They've been playing pretty good defense, but it, yeah. in the second half yeah. they just get stupid and revert back right back to the same soft 
zone bullcrap that he like. If this is the same, this is what we saw today with the Atlanta Falcons is nothing new. Nothing new. We've seen this in games against Aaron Rodgers where they blitzing like crazy. Like, why are y'all not doing this all the time? Like, why are y'all not doing this? And then they revert right. As soon as they get on a run, a good defensive run, they go right back to that soft zone and everybody get picked apart. Same stuff. Same it's the same crap. <laughs> so this is the reason why I say we got to, we have to sweep everyone. We cannot keep any of these coaches. Right. Get rid of everything that got Dan Quinn name on it, smell on it, his DNA, any anything, okay? Anything that got Dan Quinn on it, get rid of it. I don't want nothing Dan Quinn. I don't want nothing Thomas and Mitchell. Anyone he brought in from the damn scouts to the damn to the damn cheerleaders to anybody. Anything that got anything to do with Dan Quinn and Thomas and Mitchell, we need to get rid of all of them. Cause this, like, we need a change in culture. What we saw today is perfect. A perfect example of this season. How can you be? How can you be happy about this? We won a game. We won the game the same way we've been losing. That's not that's not progress. That's not progress. That's nothing to be happy about. We caught a lucky break. Hey, hey, I'm about to say we got a, we actually got a special guest here for a second here. Um, first thing he wanted to say is, "Did you miss me?" Hold on, let me put him up right quick. He said, "Did you miss me?" No, I don't miss you, man. <laughs> It's like you still here. Dude. <laughs> it's like you still here. Oh, hey, William Amy said dirt cut is awful. I don't know why in the world, um, coach um ex Dan Quinn. Pretty much I was not a fan of us bringing him back in the first place. What you think about that, uh Ju? I know you've been sitting quiet. Bringing who who back? Uh Curtis, cut it. You know, we had him before. Oh, dirt cutter? We brought him back. Yeah. Um, I wasn't necessarily against it. This is my thing on Dirk Cutter. He was here when we went um to the NFC Championship in 2012 with the 49ers. And that's why I keep saying I don't even call it the ghost of Dan Quinn. I'm I feel where Mike coming from when he said we need to bring in a hard-nosed defensive coach that has a great defensive scheme. Because before Dan Quinn was here, even with Mike Smith, if y'all remember that NFC Championship game 2012, what happened? Jumped up for a huge lead. We were going crazy, and what happened? They were able to come back. Uh, um, Colin Kaepernick was able to come back. Frank Gore and those guys were able to come back into the game because the Falcons' defense. We always been a, we've always been a franchise that plays that end don't break defense. That's just our style. Like we've never had pretty much over the last years, other than that '98 team where they went 14 and two. We haven't had a defense that's like put your foot on their neck and break it. We've always been a bend don't break. An offensive team since Matt Ryan been here, and that's been our argument here at AFN. Everybody talks about get rid of Matt Ryan. When has Matt Ryan had a dominant defense? He hasn't had one. He hasn't had one. Even when we went to the Super Bowl, the only thing that Super Bowl team did better than this team, we actually had a better offensive coordinator. Kyle Shanahan is a much better offensive coordinator than a dirt cutter. He know he understands situations a little bit better. The thing about Kyle Shanahan is. He got some dirt cutter in him because when he's doing something that works, he goes away from it. He goes away from it. just what Mike was just saying. When we doing something well, we was running the ball well in the Super Bowl. What did he do? Go away from it. 
They were running the ball well last year in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. What happened? Kyle Shanahan went away from him. Same thing in the, against Green Bay. What did he do? They ran the ball down Green Bay's throat, the 49ers. So I'm, is it just, is it just the ghost of the Atlanta Falcons? <laughs> I, really, I, just, I really think we don't have the right we don't have the right coaches. We don't have the right scouts that Mike's talking about. Clean everybody out of here. Bring in somebody that knows how to evaluate talent. Like you see the 49ers, they brought John Lynch in. He knows hard and those defense. He knows those hard and those players. He knows you have to build a defensive line. I've seen all of those guys they lost in uh lost the free agency. It's a reason they lost all of their defense alignment in free agency, pretty much. They couldn't afford to pay the Forrest Buckner because they had so many great guys, Nick Bosa. Then they turned around this year, and what did they do? Go get Javon Kinlaw. They understand you have to have a dominant defensive line, and that's the main problem I've seen in today's game. I'm like, fans, are y'all sure y'all don't want a, a Dante Fowler anymore? I made a video this morning. Y'all seen exactly what I was talking about. I didn't see nobody flashing off the screen. At least Dante Fowler, the last couple of games – He's giving us some splash plays. Today there was no splash plays made. We when did we stop somebody? They, yeah. by they got sacked by blitz. And that was the only way that we could actually get pressure was with bringing extra people, bringing a four-year little count on a blitz, bringing uh, Deion Jones on a blitz, bringing Keanu Neal on a blitz. That's the reason why we need to build this defensive line. I keep preaching defensive line, defensive line, defensive line. If you want to be able to close out games, you have to have a dominant defensive line. If you don't have no players – on the defensive line, you can't stack the quarterback. And what do you do late in games? Late in games, you need your front four to get to get to the passer, and you need to you drop guys in the coverage. Everybody plays the, pretty much the same defense we play at the end of games. The problem with our team is we can't get pressure with four. If you watch the Baltimore Ravens, they do the exact same thing we do if they got a big lead. The difference is with their front four, they can get home and get a sack. We can't can get home with the four that they got. And I, and I was watching your video earlier, and I was just thinking, like, uh, you, you made a good point. This is the perfect game that tells you what importance Dante Fowler has on this team. Exactly. You, hit it right on, you hit it right on the nail, bro. Before you yeah. happen, you hit it right on the nail. What y'all got? Because I, I've seen these players play, and I see that they use these guys in the wrong way. Like, John Kaminsky, why do you have Allen Bailey playing the defensive end position, and you have John Kaminsky playing inside? Move Allen Bailey inside and move because uh, John Kaminsky is more athletic. So if somebody's running out of the pocket, like I've seen, how many times did Drew Locke run out of the pocket and get first downs? If that's John Kaminsky on that edge, he can contain him a little bit more. I don't know how many times I've seen Allen Bailey crashing inside and leaving that wide open outside, and Drew Locke will either scramble and get a first down or run up and throw the ball because the guy's got to come up and shrink the field. So it's like move John Kaminsky, who's a more athletic player on the outside. Like, why do y'all got him playing that three tech? Yeah, he gets pressure occasionally. He's more athletic than Allen Bailey. He's more athletic than Jacob Satui Mariner. I mean, you see Jacob Satui Mariner was playing better than Allen Bailey on the edge. It's because he's more athletic. So we're just not using these players. Well, how many times have they said it? We're not using these guys correctly. We're playing guys out of position. <laughs> out I don't of know position. how many times I've said that. I'm, I'm... I'm sick of even saying that, to be honest, man. I, I've said this so many times. I just what don't know why it? we got you got Grady Jarrett on the edge. You got Grady Jarrett on the um on the edge on the edge, and I'm up here trying to figure out like like seriously like 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 you got Grady Jarrett. He's one of the best guys. He's one of the best guys uh in the NFL. When it come down to like inside pressure, but y'all got him on the outside. 
with we talking about with guys like um Allen Bailey net line next to him, not like he's not going to demand or command a double team or any attention, but y'all got Grady Jarrett on the outside playing defensive end. Like, what the fuck are you even think? Like, how does that even make sense? Like, if you're going to have Grady Jarrett on the end, at least have an overload blitz, you know, coming from the opposite side of him so you can force them to run the Grady Jarrett. But I, what am I? Who am I? I'm just a regular guy. I'm just a regular guy. I'm gonna make this comment and I'm gonna let K Styles. I don't get into it because I see he wants something to say. But uh, even on Madden 21, uh, his superstar X factor is inside stuffer. Hello. Keyword. Inside. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, K Styles. Before I get to what I'm gonna say. Um, I'm gonna get the let's get it GA with the two dollar super chat. What's up? Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Two dollar, appreciate it, homie. He said, This has been the Falcons for years. I mean, that's not necessarily true, it's just in recent years. Like, they, yeah. they've actually had some pretty good defenses, uh, in the decade, but like. It's it's just a lot of dumb football, like some dumb like we just haven't had consistency. Like we've had good defenses, you know, we'll have a good defense like we had in um what eighteen and and then three years, you know, after that we go back to right back to being terrible. So they haven't been consistent um defensively and that like that's the issue, man. Like you gotta get some guys in here who who know what they're doing, man. And I'm tired of these young defensive quote unquote gurus that come in, they haven't been seasoned, they're not seasoned, they're not experienced, and they're forcing their they're for they're forcing their way on things, man. And like that's the issue for me. Okay. So going back to what Tony was talking about, dirt cutter, uh there's one little point that I've always kind of held against him. And the problem was it wasn't so much of that NFC championship game. You also have to remember, this is the guy that sabotaged Lovey Smith getting fired in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody remember. They sabotaged Josh Freeman for Mike Glennon, and you see how that turned out. So... He's by the he's by the stubborn as Kyle Shanahan, but bruh, <laughs> you gotta go with works. Like, I, like I'm just keep it. I'm gonna keep it simple, stupid. Go with works. Run the ball. If I had to get on my knees and tell you to run the ball one more damn time, I'm going to fly with branch my damn self. It's just unacceptable. Go ahead, Mike. But that that right there comes like that. That's what I mean by a head coach being, you know, just being soft. Like Raheem is soft. He's just as soft. He's just as soft as Dan. Um, he he's just as soft as Dan Quinn. You know what I'm saying? Like they that, none of those guys. I, I call it all the time. I call it a beta male. Like these dudes are beta males, man. They get punked out by a situation. They get punked out by their teammate, uh, by in-game situation, post-game. Like, 
the media, like it, it's all the same. They get punked out. You need a guy with an alpha personality to come in and like if Dirk Cutter doing some dumb ass shit like that, we, we talking about dumb. Why are you throwing the ball? You have a lead. All you need to do is run the ball at least two minutes, one minute. Anything could have been done. He came in passing the ball, and they didn't complete those passes. You can't rely on Matt Ryan to do everything, to be on point all the time, and that's the issue. The way look, Matt Ryan, of course, he's a Hall of Famer, but you rely on him too much. You can't keep doing it. I, I just, like, seriously, what the hell are you guys thinking? And that like that, that goes it goes back to what I'm saying. It has never been about the X's and O's when it comes to the Falcons. These guys know football. They know how to get stuff out of out of players. They know how to do so. They know they know how to develop players. But these guys is like they it's egos. It's all about the ego. Dirk Cutter wants to throw the ball. He wants to have 5,000 yards passing at the end of the fucking year. That's it. Same stuff over and over again. We're seeing the exact same stuff. So until you get a, a, a coach in here with experience and a coach who isn't intimidated by, you know, the style of football that they want, it's like Baltimore is a perfect team. They don't get intimidated by the style of football, like the style of football and what people want to see. They play their brand of football. They're going to run the ball. They're going to throw deep passes with your boy, Lamar, Jack, uh, Lamar Jackson. They're going to play their style of football. If you don't like it, so fucking be it. You know what I'm saying? But this is the way we play it. And that's like, Go ahead, go ahead, man. I didn't mean to cut y'all. I'm good. I'm good now. I'm just, I'm, I'm just sick of seeing Dirt Cutter doing the same. Like we just don't, we never learn anything. We go, we play two games. We win one goddamn game, and we act like we back in the damn playoff hunt again. Motherfucker, we two and six. What the fuck are you doing? Going right back to throwing the damn ball fifty damn times a game. Correct. Like I'm, I like even on the defense. Raheem went right away from what was working. It's the same stuff. It's the same stuff week after week. These guys win one damn game and they think they back. You know what I'm saying? It's it's frustrating. Like even you can't even enjoy wins because these dudes are gonna find some way to get us in a heart attack, like a heart attack situation. What y'all think about this comment by um Nanya that said, "Don't excuse Matt Ryan. He's not consistently making plays in the front shine." You ain't even gonna complete that. Shut your ass up. That's why I brought that comment up. I would do the waiting. I would do the waiting. Y'all, y'all see the title right there? Matt Ryan killing it. Take that, haters. It was this game. And the balance was not his fault. How, how? How can his name come up again? Hey, man. There's this saying that a lot of people say 
uh, to their haters. And it's usually followed, or it's it's usually like this. Eat a you-know-what, all right? That's that's what y'all need to do. Eat a you-know-what. That's what y'all going to do, all right? Because if you still hating on Matt Ryan after he's the NFL leader in passing yards and, and like, this dude's still putting up numbers and his team is, like, three and six, how, like, why are you even, at this point, why are you still, why is his name still in your mouth, man? Get off the man nuts, okay? Get off of him. Get off his nuts. Like, what more did this dude, even the, did you guys see that pass that he threw to Zacchaeus? Man, oh, that was a They don't want to say that. They want to point out oh, the man. interception that he had. They want to point out the interception that he had because Dirk Cutter got greedy, like I told y'all. And it's not even that. This this is a small. I know you about. I know you want to say something. I say. I say. Go ahead, man. <laughs> hey, hey, this, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna get to you. I'm 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 gonna say this. But even on that interception, if you know football, if you know football, yeah. the kids has to keep going. He got to stop running. He got to keep running. You cannot stop your route. He stopped this route. Did not make an attempt to break the pass up. That's football IQ. You remember the play with Dallas Cowboy with Julio Jones broke yeah. up the play, the interception. That's the per. This is what these are the small intricate details of football that you got. That wasn't that. That shouldn't have been an interception. If he was just paying attention, but he gave up on the route. He gave up on the play, and it, therefore the dude end getting up getting an interception. All right. Appreciate so, Mister Beasley for the four ninety nine, and I'm gonna go ahead and say this, and I'm gonna hop it to um Jew. Uh, I'm going to say it in the words of my co-host on ATL in your sports zone. If if was the fifth, we'll all be drunk. Go ahead, Jim. Oh, yeah, man. Mike talked about it. It's These fans are funny, man. It's like they wait for Matt Ryan to make one mistake. It's like he without saying cast the first stone. Like, I feel like I'm about to have to preach up here. Like, yeah, like Matt Ryan is Jesus. Like, he can't do nothing wrong, dog. If he make one mistake, it's like, see, I told you Matt Ryan was human. I mean, we know the man's human. <laughs> he don't make mistakes. Like, Pat Mahomes throw interceptions, Aaron Rodgers throw interceptions. Like, it happens. All right, people. Like, what are you saying? Tom Brady, how many pick six have Tom Brady through this season already? Ooh, he threw yeah. in one game. The first game in New Orleans, he got picked off for a pick six. He did through about three or four pick sixes this year. But he's on it. His defense is better. The Bucks defense is currently right. better than our Falcons defense. He has a more complete team. They have better a better coaching staff in Tampa. I mean, we got to look at it, people. It's not all about one player. One player can't win you a Super Bowl. I'm sorry. Y'all keep talking about Matt Ryan. I don't know if y'all watching this defense, but I keep talking about it. It's the defensive line and it's this defense. And to be honest, right. if y'all look at it as dumb as we call our coaches, these other coaches that are coaching against us are just as stupid because if I come out in the third quarter, they should have went no huddle. If y'all notice, when we start losing leads, it's when teams go no huddle. So why wouldn't other teams go no huddle more often against us? To be honest, if Drew Locke yeah. goes no huddle from the beginning of the third quarter and the beginning of the second half, 90% of the time, 90, 90% chance we lose that game. Easy. Because y'all seen in the fourth quarter, that's when they start going no huddle and they were down what? 14 points, 20 points. It was down by, I think, two touchdowns. So we call our coaching staff stupid, but a lot of these coaching staffs are dumb because if you watch, <laughs> you turn on the tape of the Falcons, 
All you got to do against us is go no huddle. That prevents us from getting doing all of those blitzing schemes because when they go no huddle, you can't sub guys in and off. Like you know, with the Falcons, we don't have a lot of players that's interchangeable. It brings Tyler Davidson in on first uh, first down. It brings Allen Bailey usually in on first down to try to stop the run. And then on second down, those guys go out the game. But if you go no huddle, they can't run off the field. So you got to make Tyler Davidson blitz. You got to make uh, Allen Bailey stay in the game and pass rush. And that's not what those guys do. So these coaches that are coaching against us, as dumb as our coaches are, they just as stupid because, because they easily could have beat us in this game. All they had to do was go no huddle. Every team that plays us, just go no huddle the rest of the season because we cannot like, – we need to make substitutions. And we need – if you make us play cover, uh, cover three the whole game, any quarterback in the league can pick us apart. We're saying that every single week. Hey, any team can pick that apart. I just seen a comment. <laughs> I ain't going to highlight it. Probably not. But uh, they said we need to hire back Jim Moore Jr. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Y'all sure you want that situation again? But before I hit on that, I want to also say something about the whole Matt Ryan thing. I don't know if y'all noticed. I mean, because they, they say Matt Ryan's the worst one. The, like a lot of the haters say Matt Ryan's the worst quarterback Atlanta's ever had, right? Am I right? But if you listen to the media, what is the one quarterback that I'm talking about? Fox Sports 1, ESPN, all these. What's the one quarterback they say San Francisco need to win a championship? You see it every week. They say Kyle Shanahan had Matt Ryan, San Francisco be winning multiple Super Bowls right now. <laughs> The, the crazy thing about it is the crazy thing about it is why you hearing them why you started hearing them false trade rumors to San Francisco because because they know they respect the man they don't want to give they don't want him they know they know what's they know up the they know what's up yeah. Kyle Shanahan know what's up yeah you see Garoppolo you see you see Garoppolo's on his way ass up out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, supposed to be his of that. Oh, he backed up Tom Brady. He, he's going to be the star. <laughs> Shit, if that's the case, you got got Matt Schaub then or something like that. It, it, <laughs> nah, it hey, man, Matt but, Schaub would lead the 49ers to a championship. I promise you that. If he had, <laughs> if he was on that team, he's a 10-time. People might think I'm crazy, but Matt Schaub, he can do, he can run a Kyle Shanahan offense. Jim Garoppolo is a horrible, horrible quarterback. He is garbage. He's inconsistent, but at least you will know what you're getting from Matt Schaub. And he knows Matt Schaub. So y'all might think I'm crazy about saying that, but Matt Schaub is a very capable, he's a capable quarterback. And honestly, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, I honestly would not be surprised that he comes back for another uh, shot, go with a Shanahan and at least be his backup. You know what I'm saying? Coming there, win him a couple of games and key moments, but because he needs he needs a veteran quarterback. That's what Kyle Shanahan needs. He's not a quarterback guru. He's not a quarterback coach. All he is is a teacher of his system. Uh, his system. He's a master of his system. That is all good, but in football and being a coach, there's the small intricate details that we talk about. Making sure guys. Or you know have the right, not 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 necessarily the momentum 
but it's all you know the, the mental. You got to have your mental right. You got to be like know when to bring a guy out to you. How to use a guy? When to use a guy? You know what I'm saying? If a guy like is acting a complete ass, like you know Tweety Bird, you know what I'm saying? Know when to bench him. You know what I'm saying? Know when to bench him. Know when to do like like know when to do. That's what I mean, and that, that's something that Kyle Shanahan just—he's yet to feel. He he doesn't know when to stop running the ball. He don't know when to start running the ball. He don't know when to start passing the ball. Kyle Shanahan just does things when he wants to do, and that's that's not going to get you a championship. And that's that's honestly been our our issue. The exact same thing that's plaguing San Francisco right now is the exact same thing that's plaguing the Atlanta Falcons. Ironically, uh, GA Hypernova said that San Francisco would love to have Matt Ryan. We're just ungrateful as fuck. <laughs> see, see, <laughs> see, that's what I'm talking about. That's it. That's it. That's the respect yeah. the people got for. I don't see? hear this much disrespect from other um, NFL franchises when it comes to Matt Ryan. Oh. It's always in house. Hey, I'm about to he just another record. He just, he just, no, he just uh, joined Peyton Manning with another record. Okay, the second another quarterback, the quarterback, <laughs> yeah, thirteen years, another one, a, another a, one. Like there's only two quarterbacks. Okay, two quarterbacks in the history of the game that have completed the ball have more completions than Peyton Manning and Matt Ryan. It was only two, not Tom Brady, not Aaron Rodgers, not not even Drew Brees, Matt freaking Ryan. Okay, so take that, haters. Take that. Another one. Right. I'm about, about to say, hey, Mike, you probably might contest this, what I'm about to say. I, they treat Matt Ryan like they do. And I'm going to use a WWE reference on this one. They treat him like they do Roman Reigns. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because right yeah. yeah. the thing is, they hate him because it's cool to hate him. But the thing is, you're not like I said. You're not saying what quarterback. Like, okay, right now, if you look at the NFL right now, who would you trade for Matt Ryan? Because everybody keeps saying Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and here's a comment. Hold on, oh, before I get back to that point, here's a comment right here. This is, I think, this is a troll comment, but I want to see what y'all say on this. <laughs> Antonio, <Arlo>. no. <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> stop that. Stop that. No. Listen, man, listen, man. I got I got a homeboy, right? And he's uh LA Rams fan. He absolutely hated Jeff Fisher. So why us watching the Rams during them years, watching them, watching them go eight and eight, seven and nine, six and ten, nine and seven, why would we want that? When we in the predicament now. Come on, man. Y'all got to think better than that. What y'all think about it, though? Hey, I'm bringing DQ back before we get Jeff Fisher. You might have him back and saying, look. Hey, hey, I'm saying, look, man, we had a change of heart. You know what, DQ? I hope you ain't sold your house yet. Because we know, hey, I don't want Jeff Fisher, dog. I'm good on that. I'm good on that. Y'all remember the year we went to the Super Bowl? The Super Bowl year we went to LA and blew them out like 50 to zero? Like, no. Yeah. I do not yeah. want Jeff Fisher here. No. Matt, was, was no. that the um was not nah, was that the um 
the game that we yeah we blew them out. That's the um film breakdown that Big Low yeah. had on um yeah, Big Low they got on the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, Vic B had uh, Vic no. Beasley had the strip side. Yeah, no. What are y'all drinking on in the comments, man? We need to come to y'all houses because y'all throwing some <laughs> crazy comments. They want I'm about to say, before I get Jeff Fisher, I will bring Kirby Smart here before I get Je Jeff Fisher. <laughs> oh, you know you don't ring an alarm to him. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that one. Oh, yeah. I, I, want, I want him to get mad at this. I want him to, to uh, do this one right here. Please don't bring Kirby Smart here. He, I don't think the, right. the four pass exists with Kirby Smart. Please don't do that. You think the pads exist with Jeff Fisher too? Man, no, neither one of those guys. Those guys are the worst. Jeff Fisher, Kirby man, Smart. I don't want none of those you guys. Had, you just, you just had to bring that up, man. You just, just, my God. Hey, 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 hey I'm a, uh, hey, look, I'm a be for real. I said, shit, I'd rather bring back Bobby Petrino. How about I change it like that? <laughs> Before I bring oh, Jeff man, Fisher, is that bad? <laughs> you rather bring and back the man that quit on us? Exactly. We can't even fire. We can't even fire him. He would just left. Nah. Hey, look, look. Would you rather? Hey, look, hey, look. Would you rather have a coach quit, or do you want your entire team to quit on? I don't want nothing. Oh, I don't want nothing to do with Kirby Smart, man. Like I, I don't want nothing to do with that dude. I, I I'll take I'll take a quarter before I bring Kirby Smart here. And, and, and the thing about I, I know I know we not college football, man. I know we ain't doing that type of podcast here. But uh, the thing about Kirby Smart, he's bringing in the good recruits, but especially when it comes to quarterbacks, he do the dumbest things. I don't know what it is about him and choosing quarterbacks. Y'all, y'all, y'all honestly should have had us in the championship. Hey, y'all should have had y'all a championship. All right, hey, hey, yeah. hey, okay, okay. I think, I think we done. Now we don't need to open the wounds back up, bro. Okay, we're going to say, I was, I was about to say something. Like, we're going to quit telling you something. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> get me to say some stuff, but since it's not a bright person, rally, I'll just keep my comment to myself. Okay, I, I, I just <laughs> keep my comment to myself. So. Uh, uh, I, I, <laughs> go ahead, man. <laughs> go ahead, y'all. No, uh, no, nah, nah, never mind. Y'all go ahead. Next question. Next comment. I'm about to say, what about that Stephon Brian Hill put on whatchamacallit this game, though? Ooh. But that's what I'm doing. <laughs> that's your guy. Brian, that's Brian your Hill. Guy. Hey, I, hey, I told you guys. But see, the problem with Brian Hill is this. You'll get Dirk Cutter to put Brian Hill in the game. He'll just run a draw. Like, he won't toss it to the outside. Oh, like, like, that's like having, like, Tevin Kovic oh, on the team. Oh, my God. That's, Look, that's, that'd be pissing me off, bro. I'd be like, okay, like, why? You don't know, even know how to use this guy. That was my whole problem with Edo Smith. I'm like, you might as well take Edo Smith out of the game altogether. Don't even let him dress. Play Quadra Olsen. If you're going to just play power back game all day, just run the ball up the middle of the gun. Like we got like all spot back there. Let me get my hat. Yeah, man. Hey, man. Yeah, man. He don't know how to use Brian Hill. Go ahead. He don't know how to use Brian Hill. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll let y'all go. I'm gonna let Mike go. Let Mike go because he he about to blow a gas. 
Brian, Brian Hill <laughs> and Todd Gurley are pretty much the exact same person. But instead of using these guys' strength, which is stretch plays and toss plays, that's what they do best. Why the fuck are we why are we running draw play? Why are we running up the middle with these guys? Go run them inside zones. <laughs> All day. <laughs> You think he coaching Oregon, dog? We don't even know how to get into a run formation. We stay running out of the shotgun. Oh my god, just uh, it, it drives me crazy just to see how these guys are being used, and we wonder why we ain't running the ball well. We're running up these guys. What they do best is Brian Hill. He's a stretch runner. He will kill it in San Francisco. If he was in San Francisco, he would be killing it. Oh, yeah. Targano would be oh, yeah. killing it. But we're running draw plays. What these like, just, but, oh my god! But with this, but this one make it more egregious, Mike. All you gotta do is watch what a player did where they were at. He was with the L.A. Rams. Go watch some tape of the L.A. Rams and use him the exact same way. This man won Offensive Player of the Year. Oh it's not that hard. Go copy what he was doing already. It's not that hard. Like it ain't like I've never it's seen this guy play before. I don't know his strengths. Like go watch L.A. L.A. Rams tape. And do exactly what he was doing in LA. The reason he came here they, exactly, exactly. But I'm saying it's like oh we reverted, God. we went away from what we were doing. It was like before he came here, when we had Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman, we would use them in that way. It's like we got Todd Gurley, but we using him like he got dang on LeGarrette Blunt or somebody. I'm like, why are we just running up the gut every place? <laughs> <laughs> Man, bro, it, it, it feel like that. It feel oh like they think we got. It feel like um, they think we got Jerome Bettis back there. Somebody exactly. that can't move side to side. They gotta go just go straight through like a bus, like his nickname. Exactly. We don't got TJ Duckett no more. That's not TJ Duckett <laughs> win number twenty one. Like I run it straight ahead. Yeah. I'm about to say that's gonna go into my question too. What happened to the counter run? The counter run play. Something. We do the same play, K Styles. We run the same like, exact play the whole game. The same exact run play. We wonder why he did it in the backfield. The whole game. The only difference from last year and this year is Todd Gurley. He don't run east and west a lot. He just go forward. So if there's nothing there, he'll get a yard, two yards, three yards, but he'll just put his head down. Devontae Freeman will be back there trying to shake everybody and end up losing yards running east and west. That's the only difference. He was doing the same thing last year. The same exact plays last year. That boy got that Tetmo Super Bowl playbook going on right there. Because that was the only run play you had. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's all you had, boy. Like, boy, you sweet. Three plays. Oh, oh, pop, power sweep. Counter. Oh, anything. Or oh, oh, they acting like they're playing some arcade football. You know, you only had that one, three, four buttons on the side. <laughs> I'm about to say, I'm about to say, this ain't, this, this ain't, a, this ain't football on the Atari, bro. You got to have something. <laughs> Appreciate Mr. Um, Beasley for the 199. Uh, I hope the future new GM get rid of Carter. He has to. Well, he's a free agent. He's he he only signed a two year deal, so he he's gonna be he, he's gonna be gone regardless. So great. Um, that's 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 a positive. Yeah. Um, I, honestly, my thing is, man, I don't care if you are a great play caller. I, all I want to see is coaches utilizing the players 
to their strengths. Like that's what frustrates me more than anything. Than it, I can deal with the like. You're not gonna be. A, you're not gonna always be the greatest play caller. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody's Andy Reid. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Like I, I understand that, but at least use the guys the proper way. And that's that's why I'm so frustrated because we're seeing Gordon. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, but yeah, uh, we appreciate the super chat five out super chat. But um, yeah. like that's 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 what. That's what that that that's what irritates me. That that's what frustrates me so much to see you running draw plays with Tar Gurley when he's more dangerous running sideways. A guy like if you know anything about football, man, a guy Tar Gurley size and Brian Hill size, man, these guys go sideways. It's hard to get a hand on them because they're so long. They're so big, exactly. you know what I'm saying? They got speed, and and Todd Gurley still has speed. He's just not as explosive as he once was, and that's 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 the that's the thing. Like with Todd Gurley, he's not the explosive back that he once was, but he's still a very valuable running back, as we see him when we have the opportunity to run the ball, when we commit to the run. <laughs> he's just not getting those. He's just not getting that. But yeah, man. I, like that's that's what frustrates me. I agree with you, Mike. And like with the uh the five dollar holler, he was just saying the same thing. Like he don't have his burst. And I say uh Brian Hill, that's what I said. Brian Hill is the guy that has that burst. Like he can accelerate a lot faster than Ty Gurley. That's why you use the toss, the toss plays and the stretch plays. Another reason you use it is because the lighter players are on the outside. Trust me, a cornerback, those safeties. They don't want to tackle Brian Hill in one-on-one -on -one, one -on -one situation. Brian Hill or Todd Gurley. Or Todd Gurley. They don't want to tackle neither one of those guys in a one-on-one -on -one situation. That's why you run out there. When you run up the gut, those fat boys are not scared to tackle Todd Gurley or Brian Hill because they're, they're bigger than those running backs. But on the outside and on the edges, a lot of these linebackers right. nowadays are lighter linebackers. That's what the NFL yeah. is going to because you got to be able to cover. So these guys don't want to have to hit Todd Gurley in the open field. And some of these bigger guys are a lot shiftier than you think. Like, Todd Gurley is still pretty shifty, and Brian Hill is really shifty for his size. So that's the reason why you let them oppose Big Will on the outside, and that's also how you keep those guys fresh. Because I don't know if you guys seen when Todd Gurley got hit. Later in the game, he ran off to the sideline, and it looked like he was a little shaken up. But it's like, yeah. I don't get this dude hit. Three, three and four guys clashing, you know, clashing on this dude consistently. Like, Run this dude to the outside. Another thing that's, that's really pissing me off with Dirk Cutter is, like, you see when Ty Gurley gets some of the handoffs, he'll try to bounce it outside. So it's like Ty Gurley is telling you without telling you the space is out there. The space is out there. He, he's showing you, like, the space is out there. That's the reason he's trying to bounce it. He'll get the ball on the inside and try to bounce it outside because he's like, look, the space is out there. This is what we should be running the ball to, not up the teeth of the defense on the outside. <laughs> And like ATL like one, like ATL one just said, Gurley is also dangerous in the passing game, and this reflects back to what you said about y'all. Look like the Falcons need to study film on Todd Gurley in a Rams uniform under Sean McFay because that's, yeah, no, that's the year he, was, he had a you. nice little game on the screen play with Matt Ryan. He had a nice little game. Get him out so he can use his his big frame. Like everybody act big. like you not like. You we don't need him. We don't need him to be this explosive player. We got enough explosive guys. Just use him the proper weight. And that's like that's what's frustrating with me. It's like Todd Gurley is at this point in time, he's a short yardage back, he's a goal line back, 
and he can pass protect. And on top of it, he's an excellent receiver out of the backfield. We're not using him in that way. You know what I'm saying? So, um, with this offense, man, um, do you think we can be uh make the playoffs? Eight and eight. I never say never. I, I never say never. Um, especially in the NFC right now. Um, it's quite possible, especially the reason why I say I say never say never, because you still have Matt Ryan, you still have Julio Jones. As long as those guys are yeah. on the field and they're healthy, they can put up 40 on anybody, any defense. All right. And and this is something that I want I was getting frustrated again today, is that they were under the impression that the, the Broncos defense is soft. like that defense is a tough defense. The Broncos defense is a pretty good defense. That's a pretty good defense. So the Falcons were they were running through a very good defense with AJ Bowie. They had some solid players. They had some solid guys yeah. in the secondary. So this wasn't a yeah. that, this is not a sorry Broncos defense. All right. I mean, the only thing they really missing this game was Von Miller. And Von Miller is just he's an all-time great. So it's like this is a very good defense in the Falcons. Matt Ryan has always made very good defenses look pedestrian, man. Oh yeah. Oh hey, before y'all get before y'all oh, get yeah. to that. Do you know how many receptions Ty Gurley got this year so far? Let us know. Probably like 25, if that. 13. Wow. See, oh my God. Hey, man. Oh, oh. 13. Wow. I can believe it. I can believe it. I can believe it. Because Dirk, because Dirk Cutter likes to stretch the field and he's not looking, he's not allowing Matt Ryan to take what the defense is giving him. And that's the problem. It's like we and it's it goes back to what Mike says all the time. It's all about ego. These guys' ego. It's like take what the defense is giving you. If they're gonna give you Todd early underneath all day, if they're gonna keep two safeties back there over the top, we're just gonna run the ball. We're gonna take what you're giving us. We're gonna take the underneath. Because I don't know if you guys have been noticing. Hayden Hurst been coming along. He's been doing this thing. He's a guy that could really be an X factor for our team because linebackers, safeties are too little, corners are too little, and he runs like he's a wide receiver. He can run every right. three. And y'all see, y'all talk about Brian Hill stiff arm. Did y'all see him stiff arm that corner Woo, on that yes. little route? Yes. When 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 oh, Hayden yes. Hurst wants to get after it, that dude is a beast. That dude is a straight up beast. He's a guy that could really take over some things, and he could be. Travis Kelsey for us. He runs routes that yeah. well. Y'all see that play where they finally used him up the seam and he had that mm -hmm. nice catch. He got hit, I think, by Simmons, the safety. He had a, a nice catch right up the seam. That's how you're supposed right. to use this dude. He's explosive. He's better than Austin Hooper. Like people cried about being Austin Hooper. This guy's explosive, man. It's a reason why he was a first round draft pick with the Ravens. Aiden Hurst is that type of dude and he's physical. I'm like, use this guy. Like, we got so many weapons. Today, what it showed us is Dirk Cutter's not using all his weapons. He's getting infatuated with trying to force the ball to Julio, force the ball to Calvin Ridley. Today, Zakia showed you. He can get behind anybody in this league. You seen his speed? Yeah, Simmons Ooh, came over the top of that interception, but that corner was burnt. He was toast. That corner was toast. He couldn't do nothing with uh, Zacchaeus in that speed. So he showed you today. Like, we got weapons galore on this team. So if we use these weapons as Michael's talking about, 
the sky's the limit with this team. I don't know if you guys seen the, the score between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Carolina Panthers, but that game was a close game. And we just gave it to Carolina. We just gave it to Carolina. So all those people that are saying the Falcons got a tough schedule the remaining eight games of the, of the season, and we can't go and beat you know the Chiefs in Arrowhead, and we can't beat the Saints when we come off our bye. Look, every, every game on this schedule is winnable. But this offense that we got, as explosive as we are, because, look, we put up, what, 34 points today without Calvin Ridley. Think about what we would have did to them with Calvin Ridley. We would have <laughs> written them a new home. That's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah. Think about it. Calvin Ridley good for at least two touchdowns. We would have ripped them a new hole today if Calvin Ridley was out there. So if they couldn't cover Zacchaeus, what do you think Ridley going to do? He runs way better routes, and his hands is way better. So – all these games are winnable. We could go eight and eight. We can go nine and seven. Like if we get on the road, it's all based on the defense. The defense is what's gonna hold us back if we don't win the next these next games. My the defense is, man, my thing about it is that uh you, you shouldn't have to look at a team and be like, oh, we're not gonna beat the Saints, we're not gonna beat the Chiefs. Yeah, we know it's hard, but NFL is every any given Sunday, bro. Everybody got to strap up the way you do it. What the coach used to tell you, they put the shoes on the same way you do. They put the pants on the same way you do. Who wanted more? That, that's the only thing about it, man. Like, come on, man. Stop being afraid of these NFL teams, bro. We can beat anybody. We just got to have the right coaching, bro. Yeah. Exactly. And, I, and I know y'all saw that comment. Antonio brought another one in there. I'm not going to put it on the screen because I know y'all going to chomp the shit out of it. <laughs> this man said Marvin Lewis. Oh no! I like no, <laughs> no. You have a Ben Quinn nine point game. Ben Quinn nine point. Oh, he got these coaches. Ben nine point oh. Nine point oh. Okay, nine point oh. Ben Quinn nine point oh. They run the same dumb ass schemes over and over and over and over again until it just. Mm-mm. Nope, nope. Y'all just, y'all just throwing names out there, bro. Y'all throwing names. <laughs> Shit, if you gonna say Marvin I'm Lewis, hell, fuck, hell, fuck it. Throw me out there if we gonna say Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis, you might as well say Jason Garrett because Marvin Lewis and Jason Garrett the same Whoa. person. Eight and eight, eight and eight, eight and eight, eight and eight. <laughs> Mediocre, mediocrity. Y'all want to see? Y'all want to see this on the sideline? Just because <laughs> y'all already got tired of that. Looking at that at Dan Quinn, you won't see that from Jason Garrett. I don't think so. And then, and then y'all got tired of this from Mike Smith. <laughs> so, come on, man. <laughs> boy, that that boy tried this Undertaker stand. That didn't work. Yeah. Yeah, Hayden Hurst now. <laughs> yeah, Hayden. Look, look, look. Hayden Hurst got Because, <laughs> boy, Austin Hooper, boy, he looked like, he looked like what you call Jason Witten out there. You know Jason Witten. Mm-hmm. It's not worth a damn. Boy. That was, <laughs> that was Austin all day. <laughs> Speaking of Austin Hooper, um, Danny right here said Hurst got them wheels. He yes, does. So. I told you that boy running like a Danny Wabbit syndrome, man. Mm-hmm. That dude is a freak of nature. I don't know why you don't like, I don't know how you not fall in love with a, tar- a target like that, man. Like, Jesus, man. I Like, I've been trying to dial up some, some plays for him every chance I get. Like, bro, like, what are you doing? 
He don't know plays with the kids. And like I said, the kids, he don't. He don't understand matchups at all. And that's that's why I'm saying with the fathers, like they only he's only focused on his philosophy. The playing, getting the using the players in a way that benefits his philosophy, that makes him look better. He's not interested in anything out there, anything other than that. And like that's again, that goes back to what that's what got Dan Quinn fired. He's only worried about using guys his way instead of in-game adjusting. Sometimes that cover three just ain't the move. Sometimes you need to be playing cover two. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes cover two ain't, ain't it. And you got to, you know, do what we did today, blitz, constantly blitz. And it's been working. But some, like I, coaches – like I said, coaches, man, I, I just don't – you get past your ego as a coach, man, I think you can have some longevity in this league. Um, but a lot of a lot of players, a lot of coaches just get carried away in forcing their philosophies and forcing their, their way on players. And that's why a lot of – it is some embarrassing moments, embarrassing, embarrassing moments, man, for coaches. Uh, appreciate you, Ty, for the one ninety nine, and he also said, "How surprised were you guys about the um, the UFA wideouts?" Zacchaeus and Blake, you know? Yeah, yeah, I think he's talking about undrafted free agents. Undrafted yeah. free agents, yeah. Oh, I'm about to say that man, he better not be talking about no Florida. I'm about to that's what I know. That's what I know. Come in with that bullshit. That's what I thought, bro. Oh my god, bro. Everybody catch a can of it? Hey, hey, Mike, what are you telling? What are you telling? They want to hear that part. They better go watch your rant on the on the on the game. You're going to get all your material right hey, there. You're going to get all <laughs> Matter of fact, matter of fact, after this live, y'all going to check that out. He's going to let you know right there. Exactly. <laughs> hey, man. What y'all think about that? What y'all think about those undrafted free agent wideouts? That's what he was trying to say. Go ahead, y'all. I think, man, like I talked about, Christian Blake, these guys have been in the system for a while now. They've been developing. All of these guys. Y'all know Christian Blake been on this team for like four years. Oh, yes. Like, to be mm -hmm. honest, we held on to Justin Hardy too long. Like, Christian Blake is better than mm -hmm. Justin Hardy. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. When Justin Hardy was here, he was stealing money. He was a decent special teams player, and he had good hands as a possession receiver. But Christian Blake offers more. The kids offers more. All these young guys are showing that we know how to develop. At least we know how to develop offensive players because these guys, and I really credit that to Julio Jones. If you guys watch, you know, oh, yes. you know Atlanta, oh, yes. um, Julio's one of those guys that he gives back. He does what Roddy did for him. He's a professional, and he's teaching these guys how to run routes. He was talking to Christian Blake like he was uh, mic'd up, and they were at practice, and he was basically telling Christian Blake, you know, when you show Matt your eyes, this is what he's looking for. This you need to come out your break like this. So it's like you when you have a great that's actually like a coach on the field and the extension of the coaching, man, it's special. And that's what makes Julio Jones one of the, the great. I call him the GOAT. That's what makes him the GOAT to me. It's not only his impact of what he does on the field, but his ability to teach others what he does 
it teaches them how to be professional. Because Julio, he's one of those guys that he's not a diva. He could be a diva because what he does on the field, he could be talking all the trash he wants. But he's one of those guys. He brings his lunch pail to work every day. He brings his hard hat. And he's quiet. But when he needs to speak up, he speaks up. He, you know, he's making sure these guys up under them, uh, up under him, knows how to be professional, knows what Matt Ryan is looking for, and that's mm-hmm. all you can ask for for a number one receiver. Because a lot of number one receivers and quarterbacks, they could care less. Me, about me, the me, 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 yeah. hey, me, me. They, they say in the locker room, bro. When Julio talk, everybody listen, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, man, because like, he don't say a lot. He don't say a lot. Like, when somebody don't like, say a lot, you gotta believe. Him. You gotta believe. Yeah, him. you, you know, they pissed off. When they gotta say something, they pissed off. Like Terry Falcon said, uh, Christian Blake channel his inner Julio, which comes to the comment you just made, you. Yeah, man. I mean, he did channel his inner Julio. If you look at Calvin Ridley, it's a reason why all these guys, the kids and these guys, are succeeding. The kids only been on the team like two years, and this dude is flourishing. Like this dude look like he a vet out there. The way he runs routes and the way that he's confident, because Julio breathes that confidence in these guys. Like you can do this. Woo! You got you see that comment. You see that comment. I had to. I had to highlight that one. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, man. Hey, 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 you gotta do it. You gotta do it right. You gotta do it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we appreciate that, man. We we just try to give y'all the ice cold facts and the hard, you know, heavy hitting facts each and every time Tuesdays. At eight o'clock Wednesdays at eight o'clock and post game pre games whenever we show up you're gonna get straight facts you feel me appreciate that comment though yeah I'm about to say I want to get in on on them too like you said Julio yeah Julio is unk now he Uncle Julio now Uncle Julio and like <laughs> <laughs> and you and like I said you see you see his teachings and that it, it's gonna help them just in case they get on another team, because these guys ain't going to be with us for long. They might, oh, yeah. they might not. But yeah. for their careers, like I said, you might you might not know. They might go to another team. You might look at a future pro bowler right then and there. But for what they did today's game, they showed up when we needed to. And that's just mm-hmm. a credit to – Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's just a credit to heart right there. That was hard out there. Yeah, man. The kids, the kids – not the way that fuck. Christian Blake, the way that Christian Blake stretched out for that, that for that pass, bro. I saw Julio. I saw yeah. Julio. That's what I thought yeah. it was. And I had to look at the number. I'm like, oh, that ain't him. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you had to add the math. You, you had to add the math. You had to add the Julio. Then you had to add Matt Ryan's two on there. Then you got 13, which is Christian Blake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and Russell Gage is one of them people too, man. Like he he's had his spurts this season. He's got to show it. They ain't scared. That's why that's the main thing I say. They not scared, and that's what you that's what you want from your young players. They ain't they're not scared to go out there and do something. Because the kids got held on his touchdown pass and had the concentration to bring it in. That said a lot right there. Tev GA Sports said, yeah, Mike, do you guys know why Marlon Davidson is not playing? I'm going to let y'all have that because I, I, I truly don't even know myself. Hey, man. Uh, I didn't do well in trigonometry, all right? Algebra. I was probably one of the worst 
people ever. I'm not very good at math, so um, I'm not qualified to answer this question right here. Because I've been trying to figure out. Yeah, y'all know I'm gonna trying to figure out. <laughs> I know I'm gonna take a shot. Go ahead, Mike. Oh, okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with it then. I'm gonna go with it. Go ahead, hey, what, what I really think it is, y'all know I'm an Auburn fan, War Eagle. Yeah. You know, this is one of my Auburn alum, but anyways. We're going to get into that. Yeah, it's a, anyways. That <laughs> yeah, yeah, anyways, um, I really think what Marlon Davidson is, um, they were talking about his conditioning. I really think that it was his conditioning and him getting back in enough time to actually be ready to play. It was the same thing that happened with Tack this week. I don't really think that Tack is still injured and was his growing injury. And then like his antics from what he was doing earlier in the week and basically Raheem Moore said he can't help the team is what he said. He can't help the team. He's not injured no more. No. He's not injured. It was just he said he won't be able to help us against Denver because you got to be in the meeting rooms. You got to be at practice. You got to be dedicated to the team. And that's what I, I was surprised when they said that he was a, a scratch for this game. But I heard early in the year they were saying that Marlon Davidson was having problems uh, with his uh, his health far as his conditioning. It was saying that his conditioning wasn't right and that he had got somebody to uh, be a chef for him and stuff like that because he was eating too much fast food and things of that nature. And you guys know he came into the year injured. He came into the year injured. So first he started off injured and he was not condi- like doing a proper conditioning. So I really think this has something to do with his conditioning and need to see it in practice. It was the same thing that was happening with Deidre Sanat. Remember, we were like, why is Deidre Sanat not playing? They're not seeing enough yeah. out of Marlon Davidson in practice because he was on the COVID list. Also, they're not seeing the conditioning out of him. So they can't just throw you out on the field. Because you see, John Kaminsky came right off the list and got out there and started playing. He just came off the yeah. list, too, and he was playing. He's been here. He knows the scheme. So y'all give Marlon Davidson some time. He's going to be all right. Yeah. If you remember last year, John Kaminsky had an injury, and he didn't play a lot either because he was a rookie. So as, as the rookies come into the system, same thing with Christian Blake. All these guys we were just talking about, they need time to develop. And this is a weird year. With this COVID-19, I really think that COVID-19 yeah. is the biggest issue. The injuries in COVID-19. I was just about to speak on that because this wasn't a normal uh, – it wasn't no training camp. It wasn't a normal offseason. But uh, yeah. with the Marlon Davidson thing, I was actually happy that we picked them up. Like, I, I thought that was – you know, I still think he's going to be a steal. So oh, yeah. if we wasn't going to be in a, in a way to get Dale Brown, who everybody wanted first, I, I wanted him. But you, you got to give him time, man. He he didn't get to have the conditioning that he would get to have probably the next season. Right. Right. I agree with you. But I think he'll be all right. I think he's going to be a skill. But he needs time to develop as well. Like you said, with people underrate training camp and preseason games. Like that's big where you get game time and you get practice time. And you get to learn the scheme. Like John Kaminsky, he's been in the scheme for a year, so he's coming around. Marlon Davidson, with no training camp and stuff like that, he's not going to be able to just throw this man out on the field. It's not that simple, especially when you're running stunts and you bringing different guys in. You know, Big Country, uh, Big Low always talks about it, sending guys in and off the field, you know, knowing when to go in the game and stuff like that. Those type of things. It's more than just playing. Like, we look at it like Madden. Just put anybody in there. They know the scheme. It's not that simple. It's not that simple. 
No, it actually involves intelligence, okay? I, a lot of people play man, they really ain't smart, so they ask man a lot of this shit anyway. So, like, you just going to... Exactly, man. Since, since y'all plug that man, a lot of people just do coach suggestions. They don't know how to look at a, they don't they don't know how yeah. to look at a formation and be like, all right, they run a two wide receiver, let's run like a like a like a four three or, or three four, you know, stuff like that. They still come out dime nickel. I'm like, all right, man, get blown off the ball. <laughs> hey, appreciate Gordon, appreciate Gordon on Owens for the two dollars, man. He said rebuild or ride with the vets until it's all over. Oh, uh, I'll go first on this one. Go ahead. With what money? <laughs> How you gonna rebuild? Hey, must be people don't money. realize that. They don't realize because that you got because if y'all go take a look at a lot of their salary cap, like a lot of these bets that we have. Well, the only bets that you will be able to get rid of is Rico, KZ, and Neil. Everybody else is kind of tied up right now, so it'd be kind of hard to rebuild. Cause even cause you have to remember, even if you trade guys, you still gotta pay them afterwards. So, it's the day like, I said, like I said, like I said, unless you can get some good trade value for these guys, the rebuild gonna be hard. So you gotta ride out with the vets. Now, if the bets are playing that badly, you get rid of. <laughs> that's about that's about as simple as I could put it. And like I said, and you don't need a and you don't need a strategy guy for that neither. Yeah, man. My before is, somebody say up, uh, before you go, Mike, I just want to give a shout out to my brother. I seen he was on the uh, he in here, so shout out to my younger brother, man. He just was up here. Y'all put his comment up. I actually uh, got him to jump on the Falcons bandwagon. This is his first uh, season being a Falcons fan, and like we would be two, what three and six when he joined the bandwagon. So, man, shout out to the bro, shout out to baby bro. Yeah, man, we got a, we got another win. Hopefully, we can turn it around. <laughs> you got it, Mike. I just had to give him a shout out. I forgot what I was talking about. I forgot. I'm up here watching the game, and I totally forgot my – I totally <laughs> lost my train of thought. The Cowboys are really up here beating the damn the, – the, uh, the Steelers. Like, bro, like, are score? you freaking serious? Who's starting quarterback? 13-0. Wow. I don't even know the dude's name. I don't even know the dude's name. Is that that, is that that Danucci guy starting for? I, I guess. Number three? Got, I don't know. Oh, I just – Nah, that's, you not, remember, that's not the new yeah. You got to remember, Pittsburgh's all defense, no offense, really. Yeah. Yeah, and they look like it, too. Big Ben looks like that. Because they defense ain't – if they not generate no type of – no type of turnover that put them in position to score quickly, mm-hmm. that, yeah. that offense ain't worth jack shit. Yeah, and it looks like it. But, yeah, man, um, what was I talking about again? What did you say, dude? You I said, forgot what you said you forgot what you were talking about. We were trying to figure out who was winning the game, but like we were saying, <laughs> I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this real quick. Any given Sunday, any given Sunday, like y'all were talking about it, I'm happy with the win. We stole a win because y'all saying the Steelers are undefeated and they losing to the Cowboys. Who suck? 
So that is go to y'all. And then it's Sunday. That's what who we're talking about. Be? Who wish you to be? Can I reiterate that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, right. Hey, well, technically, we should have beat everybody. Really? We yeah, really yeah. should. Even even <laughs> uh, Seattle. I thought we yeah. we could have. We should have. We should have beat Seattle. In my opinion, man. We yeah, should have one lost team. A one lost team. The only Green one Bay. Green Bay just spanked out behind. Man. Green Bay yeah. just spanked out behind. So it ain't. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those games we just got completely out, man. So when it comes down to the Falcons, man, I like. Um, I think I know what I was talking about. I, going in. Oh, and Big Ben is going into the uh, locker room. Uh, yeah, they they again. might be losing this game. Yeah, again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I don't think the Falcons should like people. I don't understand why people are so quick to to like. Rebuild, like you guys understand, like you, you, everybody's so fast to get rid of players. Like, why are we so quick to get rid of players? Like these guys, who do you kid? You do, do you realize that you can still win a championship with a uh, Matt Ryan, who's no longer elite, but he's a very capable quarterback. Just manage the game. You can still win championships like that. So I don't understand why players. Like like fans are so quick to just get rid of players. Like I don't I don't understand that. Even with a, a Julio Jones, you know what I'm saying? Calvin Ridley, he becomes more of an elite wide receiver. You can kind of switch the burden. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, give all you know the responsibility to Calvin Ridley and just let Julio just play in the slot. You know, let him play in the slot and be a possession receiver. Like, why are we so quick to get rid of players because they're no longer elite? Like, I don't understand that narrative. So um, I'm never, I'm, I don't, I don't believe in rebuilding. Um, I never did. My thing is you get players build around those players, uh, whether it's offensively or defensively, you build around those players and you do as best you can. But I, I don't believe in Trevor Lawrence. I don't believe in Vance or whatever the hell his name is. I don't believe in a lot of these college players because they're college. This is college. That doesn't mean these guys are going to translate to the NFL. We've seen so many busts at the quarterback position in itself. They must have. You know what I'm saying? And Jamar, (laughs) man, Ron Leaf. Like, we can go on and on. Joey Harrington was supposed to be. Byron Leftwich was supposed to be something great. Like, we can keep going on and on. Oh my God! G- oh my Gino! Gino was supposed, <laughs> Gino was supposed to be something. Oh my God! Gino, that dude was so terrible. Like all these Jimmy Clausen, you know what I'm saying? All these, all these quarterbacks were supposed they to be so Eric, great. They come, and they come to the NFL. Johnny Manziel. <laughs> I'm not, gonna put, I'm not gonna put this comment up, but I just saying something else ridiculous. Uh, Falcons need a QB. I got Tim Tebow. Man, you need to go like <laughs> Hold on. Hey, hey, I'm about to say what what was that character rock on modern life, the hippo lady? Every time you do something, he said, How dare you? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, I said that. Uh, uh, he's so, you know, that's that's what he's doing. He's so like the mug. 
I got Tim yeah, Tebow too playing tight end. I got Tim Tebow. He can play tight end. Come on. He can play tight end, running back, or fullback. <laughs> hey, exactly. Hey, hey. <laughs> I'm, about, I'm about to say, could you imagine that? Okay, with Matt Ryan having the success that he's having right now, and we having Tim Tebow, and him only completing nine, ten passes a game. Oh Lord! Oh man! Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. I thought you were gonna laugh out of that. One. I thought y'all would, but this comment right here says it's Marlin a future tax. Do y'all see us going through it? I mean, what you mean by that? By his attitude, like what? I mean, I ain't he ain't no It's too early, he though. He just hurt. Yeah, it's too early. Like give, like Mike was saying, give these guys a chance. I'm gonna bring up a hot topic right here, y'all. Y'all see Isaiah Oliver today? Did y'all see Isaiah Oliver today? I was like a proud papa watching Isaiah Oliver play today. Did y'all see Isaiah Oliver? He played a hell of a game today, yeah. but nobody ain't saying nothing about Isaiah Oliver in the chat. No, give that man his respect. Give that man his respect because see, this one, um, this, this one, as a matter of fact. As a matter of fact, that's going to be not my next film breakdown. I'm going to show you guys how Isaiah Oliver is going to play, all right, how, how he's been playing. Like I said, man, this is this is the reason why I say it's all about matchups in the NFL. You can't leave a guy on the sideline and just, okay, shut a guy down. It doesn't work like that in the NFL. That Like these, these coaches are just – they've gotten creative just like using – Formations. I mean, you saw what Florida was doing to Georgia. They was getting creative with their formations and like running the same play over and over again. But your boy had no clue on what to do. You know what I'm saying? He had no clue what to do. These offensive coaches are getting creative. You gotta get creative. Defensive, you have to move these guys around. Like he's playing on the side, he's playing in the slot. And when Isaiah Oliver doesn't have to worry about anything over his head, he's a much more aggressive and confident player. That's what it is. He look, he know he doesn't have he know he doesn't have anything over the top. When you know that your safety is going to be there for you time and time again, you can play much more aggressive. And that's what he was worried about. He was so worried about getting beat. So worried about getting getting beat over the top, and that's why he can't look back. That's why he can't like everybody say why he's yeah. just looking back. Yeah. Well, he he's already getting burnt. He's already getting burnt. <laughs> what you gonna look back to? The ball already on his head. Yeah, he played a hell of a I'm game. Gonna go I'm gonna go ahead and say it on the show, man. Uh, on here. Uh, I'm giving Isaiah Oliver the, the grill, burnt turkey of the week, and all of that. I've trashed him and everything. And I can say that these last couple of weeks, bro, since the coaching change, he has shut me completely up. And I can go ahead and say that right now. Continue doing and, it. Though. And I, but, and I tell y'all, I, I, I told you guys, it's how you utilize your players. When you have players consistently getting beat the exact same way, it is no longer on that player. It is on that coach. You gotta mask their deficiencies, and that's something that Dirk, not Dirk Cutter, but Dan Quinn was not doing at all. You left these guys on the island. If you know a guy is getting beat over the top, why the hell are you not playing cover two? 
Why are you not playing a two man? Like I don't that like that's just common sense. Help the guy. If you know Julio Jones is is the best receiver, are you gonna leave him one on one? <laughs> like they did today. Like that's just common sense. So that that's like that's why I always that's why I was a huge defender of Vic Beasy. We weren't using Vic Beasy the proper way. We weren't using um Isaiah Oliver the proper way. And now we're using this guy. Like we're moving him around. Like Isaiah Oliver, like he's hitting, he's much more aggressive, he's physical. Like that that's what he is. He looks like a real safety now. Like he looks like a, a, a safety. He looks like a free safety. Hey, uh, Mike. Hey, Mike. My, my bad, Mike. My bad, Mike. But it, ain't it kind of like what you said about the safety help and how he got old grandpa Rico back there, not helping him out. <laughs> but, but it but it makes a good point because like yeah, like he like Mike was saying about him playing in that slot, he actually has more help with the linebackers than he exactly. did exactly help. Because like I said, like you said, you have to be a special corner to be able to hold an island by yourself. Mm-hmm. That comes with years of experience. And you don't come straight out the, into the NFL thinking that you're gonna be Deion Sanders. Mm-hmm. Ain't no way in hell. Right. Exactly. But and when you so- got Rico slow ass back there, <laughs> you got, and you got and you got KZ don't know his angles ass back there. <laughs> like you said, <laughs> but like you said, it is horrible on angles, man. He's terrible on angles for real, man. Because uh, I remember Big Low said he he said the one thing about Michael Walker was he always got his picks off a of deflection. That that's KZ's yeah. whole career right now. That's, that's KZ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. But it's always late. Yeah. But like you said, when when you have that, co- and like I said, I saw as a, and you made a, and y'all made a point too. Since that coaching change, you see Isaiah Oliver's confidence went up. Yep, Scott. and his depth because you said he putting him in positions to where he could be that bit nickel. That may be where he may be best suited at because as that bit nickel, he got them linebackers helping. Hell, that big nigga, you got linebackers and safeties helping. It's too bad we ain't got the safeties to help him, but I'm just right for my point. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, it's just it's, it's crazy that my whole powder toast award was just based on his ass, and he ain't been the victim of it because he's been playing well, and I give him his credit on it. Some, somebody, somebody said you should get at the Kendall Sheffield because he was burnt toast this game. Oh, 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 oh. Since you won't say that, I, I was going to leave Woo, that. Boy. Boy. Speaking of that, <laughs> we're going to put man. some Smucker's Jam on this one because good Lord. <laughs> him, Kendall Sheffield. Kendall Sheffield, what in the hell? But you boy. get the power. You're going to get. The second powder toast. I don't think I've ever did that. Two in one show. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, but this, put out a I, don't, I, don't know, y'all. 
I don't know what the hell happened there, boy. We was raving about him all season, and these last couple games, he's been really struggling out there on the island. I think uh, with Kendall Sheffield, though, I don't think that he's really playing bad. It's just what Mike was saying. When you're a cornerback, you're going to get beat. You just got to have amnesia. Did y'all see A.J. Terrell trying to cover Jerry Judy? He was Judy was giving it to everybody. Mm-hmm. Whoever wanted something one one he get everybody that work. And that's just how the NFL is now. Me and Mike has talked about this numerous times. Shut down corner don't exist no more in this type of NFL. You can't touch nobody. If primetime was playing right now, he would be getting PIs. Because they were able to play physical back in his day. In the 90s, you could push up on guys. You could grab guys. You could hold guys. Nowadays, you can't even play physical. Y'all seen that hit? But Keanu Neal barely grazed the dude top of his helmet. He didn't with KJ Hamler, but it's like they're taking the physicality out of the game. So it's like Keanu Neal looking like I hardly even hit the dude. Like, what I supposed to do? For real, if you're gonna get that book bull crap, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like, what is he supposed to do in that situation? Even the person calling the game was like, KJ Hamler is a little wide receiver coming across the middle, and then he was ducking. When you ducking, I mean. Man. Man, I have nothing to hit but your head. You, I'm diving at you. I mean, it's the was already so going down. I feel like he, Kendall Sheffield. Yeah, he was already going down. He he seen Keanu Neal coming for him, bro. Exactly. He's exactly. exactly. <laughs> hard, bro. Exactly. What is he going to do? What is he going to do? He had nothing that he could do. Dog, it was nothing he could do, and that's what I'm saying. With to go back to my Kendall Sheffield. I don't really think Kendall Sheffield's playing bad. If you see the plays that he's getting beat on, it was one play where uh, Jerry Judy, they were they were actually running. Uh, he was running. They was in man coverage. He ran all the way across the field, like on a slant. I don't know, like a, on a drag route. I mean, Jerry Judy. Yeah, man, you, you can't. You see the busted looking shit. You see the oh, Miss Busty over here. That's Miss Maggie, the first lady. She didn't yeah. want to pop in and say hey. Yeah. Yeah, damn, you just gonna ruin my screen with your presence. Oh no, we nah, you feel me? Um, dumb question here. There is no salary cap for coaches. Why don't rich owners like Blank Snipe and elite coach with like Belichick? No, 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 I'm going to answer both of them, but this this is what I got. Who the hell told y'all Bill Belichick was elite? Who, who oh, said he was elite? Yeah, right he cheated. <laughs> let's not, let's, we're going to forget that he cheated several times and got caught and nobody said, like, that's not elite coaching. Bill Parcells never was in it. Bill Parcells had never been in a cheating scandal. So let's just, like, let's stop with that elite coaching crap. Because he's hey, not elite. Uh, he's going to hey, have to cheat. They forgot how Bill Belichick was before the whole, like, cheating yes. stuff. He yes. got to pay to Tom Brady. They forgot. Yeah. Oh, shit, boy. He his, his, his damn... His damn Cleveland day, boy. Hell no. He got fired. He was absolute garbage. That's the real reason why he started, because he, was, he wasn't he was confident in himself as a coach. So let's start with the elite coaching. But as far as, like, compensating um, 
the coaches, I think that's something that, that definitely should. Like, because honestly, I, I thought one of our, our biggest issues with the Falcons has been um, us losing Kyle Shanahan. Like, he was a, a great mix with not only Matt Ryan, but he was a great mix with what Dan Quinn wanted to do on the defensive side of the ball. And I, I think that's, that's, that's one aspect that really hurt this Falcons team. You know, his mix with the, the running game. And they basically – we basically got nothing from that. Like, we lost one of our most important pieces on the offense, just on the team itself. Kyle Shanahan was a huge compliment to what we wanted to do on this team. You know what I'm saying? I always say to Kyle Shanahan – I never say Kyle Shanahan is a poor uh, – he's a poor coach. He's not a poor coach. But – his decision making has always been his issue. He's just—he's not a very good head coach um, because of that. But as far as him being a coach, man, he's very good. But um, I think the—I think teams need to be compensated when they lose very good coaches because that's—that's that's another thing. Like in the NFL, man, um, a lot of these. Teams like the like the Patriots, you know what I'm saying? They get to keep their guys around. You know what I'm saying? They they get to hire, you know, guys like a um like a Josh McDaniels and you know they keep them for years. But if you are Atlanta Falcons and you lose a Kyle Shanahan or you even, you know, a Miami Dolphins. And you lose, let's just say they lost a Kyle Shanahan. The Miami Dolphins lose a Kyle Shanahan to a head coaching job. What do they get out of it? You got to start all over. You lost a vital part of your team. Coaches is huge. Coaching is huge in the NFL. We're saying it now. We got a terrible coaching staff. If we turn around and lose a Kyle Shanahan, them and we get nothing in return we don't get a first round a third like we don't get anything so i think teams need to be compensated and that'll actually stop a lot of teams from trying to take these coaches away and you will see more team camaraderie you will see better defense you will see better offenses and you see players develop a lot better because coaches are far more willing to stay because they don't want to give up a, a pick you know what i'm saying right uh, hey, I about to say as well as uh, with the whole Bill Belichick thing. Um, this is this is how they looking right now when you say he's overrated as a coach. This is how they looking at you right now. <laughs> Man, look, uh, hey, I will battle anybody one on one. I will battle anybody one on one to tell me, prove to me why this guy is elite. This motherfucker cheated ever since 2001 with that bullshit ass uh, uh, funk, tuck formula or whatever the hell that uh, – what the hell that shit the, was? Uh, the the tuck rule. The tuck rule. The tuck rule. The tuck rule. Man, come on. Man, they been cheating for that man for 20 decades, for 20 years. Man, get out of here with that bull crap. Hold on, hold on. Let's see. We got, oh, man. we got the tuck rule. We got spy gate. We got the flake gate. That covers about five Super Bowls right there. 
<laughs> and, and, then, and then miraculously, our dumb OC at the time loses his playbook, and, 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 and it just playbook. looked like looked like in the second half, or looked like Bill Belichick said, "Oh, I found it." Ah <laughs> man, lost, lost the playbook. So every every time every time New England has a controversy, they win a Super Bowl. Put two and two together. That duck, that doesn't sound good. Oh, yeah. And then don't forget that uh, I think it was rumors going around when we went to the Super Bowl when we were practicing. They had drones or something over our practice field, bro. Like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> and then they had the whole fiasco <laughs> with um, the regular season game with the Bengals. They was filming them. Mm-hmm. It's always no, something like- with them, man. Like, bro, if it walk like a duck, it quack like a duck, it ain't a damn zebra. I'll tell you that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I like Trucker, good. Like, Trucker like, says, who are some players the Falcons should be looking at as far as draft goals? I'm going to let you take this one, Drew. Man, to be honest, I haven't started my breakdown of the college players yet because we're like at the midway point of the season. I'll start that later on in the year. But I'll say this. I can tell you what positions we should be looking at. We should be looking at defensive tackle. We should be looking at defensive end because we know that after this year, Tap McKinley's gone. We need somebody that can complement uh, Grady Jarrett on the inside. We need another guy on the outside that can complement Dante Fowler because somebody on the outside is going to get that one-on-one man-to-man coverage. You can't chip everybody. You can't have a running back chipping everybody. So somebody going to get that one-on-one and be able to beat that one-on-one coverage when you, you know, when you're rushing the passer. So whatever we do, pass rush needs to be heavy in this draft. Pass rush and safety. We talked about it in, on our show on Tuesday. I talked about going out and getting a real free safety, not somebody that's converting over to free safety. We need a true free safety, kind of like that kid for the Broncos. Y'all see how Simmons was on the other hash and ran across the field when that, when that corner was burnt. As the kid's yeah. about to score another touchdown, and he picked that ball off. The reason he was able to do that, it wasn't a bad throw by Matt Ryan. He didn't see that dude in the picture. That dude came streaking from the other side of the field to make that interception. That's what real safeties can do for you. That's what elite safeties and what good safeties can do for you that can actually run. Recall Allen at this point in his career, that interception he had was just a bad pass. I come to tell you guys, I love Ricardo Allen. If y'all listen to the telecast, they said it. You never throw across the field late, uh, in the middle of the field late like that. He just overthrew. If you look at that play again, Jerry Judy was wide open running across the field. He just threw the ball in the middle of the field, and Ricardo Allen just happened to be where he's supposed to be in center field. So it was nothing really great of what Ricardo Allen did. At this point, Ricardo Allen is just a smart player, but he doesn't have that athleticism. Like that kid from the uh, from the Broncos where he was able to run from, from hash to hash to make that good interception like that, to take, pick the ball away because it, that corner was toast. Zacchaeus was about to have his second touchdown of the game. I don't know if you guys know, but Zacchaeus went over 100 yards today receiving with a yeah. touchdown. Oh, yeah. So he was balling. So big shout out to him. Yeah, big shout yeah. out to uh, Zacchaeus, Alameda Zacchaeus. He did his thing today. But just to answer his question, we need to go heavy on the defensive line and we need to bring in another uh, safety, free safety. And then you always are looking at corners because, like I said, it's a passing lead. So you can never have enough good corners. Like we, like I said, we're getting on Sheffield, getting on Oliver. But to me, the secondary since Raheem Morris has taken over, the defense as a whole has been playing well. I think we're good on linebacker because Michael Walker, 
Afoye and Luakon and Deion Jones, they didn't lock things down at that linebacker position. We looking good at linebacker. We just need some guys up front that can protect them. But this offensive line is not getting up to the second level and trying to get up on these guys. But those guys are playing excellent. Like Afoye and Luakon, right now, he get the MVP on the defense because he all over the place. The special teams, hey. defense, like that dude is, oh, is special. I'll hey, tell you who I, we ain't I, drafting. We ain't drafting no damn quarterback, I'll tell you that much. Nope. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. No, 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 If the Falcons end up with a top 10 pick, um, I'm just going to be honest, man. Uh, as as much as I think the Falcons have enough talent up front um, that we can kind of surpass on the defensive lineman unless there's a guy that's just there who's just a freak of nature. And I don't necessarily see one um, coming out of college right now. Um but if the Falcons end up, you know, winning about seven to eight games, I'm going to say trade down from five so they can pick up another pick because the Falcons need a free safety, man. Mm-hmm. I believe in Grady. I believe um, in Dante Fowler Jr. You have a good one. Um, John Kaminsky pretty much showed me that he can play the edge and he can, you know, go inside. So you can draft a young defensive lineman um, in the second and third round. It's like you see in Jalen Ferguson, like he's starting to make plays. You know what I'm saying? Like he's one of the guys that coming um, – he's coming out – he came out of college that I wanted. And now he's starting to make plays. So I think you can get younger edge players in the second, third, fourth round. Um but Falcons, they they need playmakers in uh, at free safety, man. Can't ignore that. And I know there's a lot of safeties coming out um, that have the talent in college right now. But I'm really uh, Falcons cannot ignore a free safety anymore. We can't have these little, little midget ass, you know, these little midget ass, you know, guys like um, crazy, crazy, and. Cardo oh, Allen, man. Like, we can't we can't have these guys. These guys are like five nine, hundred and ninety pounds. Like, bro, that's not gonna get it that's not gonna cut it in the NFL. You need bigger guys, more athletic guys who can roam the field because these receivers, these these receivers getting faster. Like this ain't like everybody run a damn four three at, at receiver these days. They either six four run a four three, <laughs> like a four three. You gotta have a safety that can match up with these guys. So I say if they end up with a top five pick, I say trade down. Pick up an extra pick, get a free safety, get a extra um pick, um, you know, a lineman, a defensive end, because Tack, uh not Tack, but uh Tweety Bird, he's gonna be gone at the end of the season. So we're gonna need another, we're gonna need another damn uh end. So 
I'm, I'm going with free safety, man. Trade down, pick up some more picks for your uh, the new coach, uh, for the new coach coming in. So he can build his way, his style of defense to get his players in, man, and go from there. So I say free safety. Falcons need a free safety. And I love Keanu, what he's doing. I bring him back on the two-year deal, uh, two-year proven deal, give him some guaranteed money for that's pretty much designed to be a one-year deal, a proven deal. Um, and that's how I would do it. But the Falcons can no longer ignore that they need a free safety. We need a free safety. This defense has plenty of talent. And we're seeing it with Isaiah Oliver. You put him in, in the spot where he has protection, he looks like a completely different person, a completely different player. So you gotta you get a free safety that can roam the field and do the thing that Honey Badger does. Um, man, that the Falcons defense would be something else, man. And like you said before, Foyer Olakun is playing out of his damn mind. Have Foyer Olakun, Deion Jones, a free safety that can run. This is a scary defense. This is a scary defense. That's the young nucleus right there. Uh, yeah, man. Y'all both, both right about that. Uh, I, I pretty much, you know, agree with y'all going with the free safety. So I'm going to just let him, I'm going to let um, just K Styles have it. I agree with what both of y'all said. <laughs> Now, now I agree with y'all with the free safety, but I'm gonna tell these folks why we ain't drafting a quarterback. I'm gonna say it to you like this go look at Matt Ryan's cap numbers from Ooh. this season to 2013. Hey, man, <laughs> if you draft a quarterback in this year's draft. Mm-hmm. Cause y'all already gonna want Matt Ryan on the bench. Are you gonna pay twenty five million dollars for a backup quarterback? No, that that, that right there. <clears throat> because that would be a similar situation what happened with the Indianapolis Colts when they cut Peyton Manning because they didn't want to pay him the twenty three million dollars because they wanted Andrew Luck. And what ended up happening? Peyton Manning went to go win a Super Bowl somewhere else. The Colts ain't went nowhere since. Nowhere. <laughs> that, that, that's a perfect example, K That's perfect, perfect. Because, like I said, you can, like I said, you can have your quarter. Like, eventually, they're going to have to draft a quarterback. But the thing is, are you going to waste your first round, second round pick on a quarterback that you know is not going to start immediately? Because the way this is a passing league now, first round quarterbacks can be good. But you can find some damn good ones in the second, third round. Mm-hmm. But that's that's later on down the line when he get around his last year of his deal. But I agree with y'all. Free safety is a must. We need mm-hmm. somebody that can cover all three halves of the secondary. Mm-hmm. Rico can't even cover one-eighth of that. <laughs> he can't. He really can't, man. He's a good. He'll be a good defensive backs coach. Because <laughs> even if you saw that that jump ball that they had on that fourth and six, where he jumped up and bat the ball, he looked like he broke his back trying to knock it down. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, you have to. Like I said, it's a young man's game. 
Like I said, if you if you already because remember Rico didn't really have the range even when he was young. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. right. He didn't have the range like that. Like I say, he like you said, he was a he was a corner made into a safety. Yeah. There's only there's only a hand, there's only a few people that have done that. And and we ain't finding no Ronnie Lots around here no time soon. No Rod mm-hmm. Woodson's no time soon. Mm-hmm. Cause this game is different. This game is a passing league. Mm-hmm. Everybody, we got fucking defensive ends running four threes. Y'all know y'all Come heard on, of Montez bro. Sweat. Montez Come on, Sweat. man. At 265 pounds running a 4-3? That's crazy. Nah, bro. It, yeah. That motherfucker's a cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like I said, quarter, like I said, you can't, like I said, you cannot waste a first-round pick on no quarterback within the next two years anyway. You're wasting the pick. Uh-huh. And then it's gonna be one of those cases is okay if he's not playing, if a Trevor Lawrence or just the field is not playing, but you see this defensive and offensive lineman free save that you could have had at that spot do well, then it's gonna be another case like damn, I wish we could have had him. Because man, everybody keeps on, on. That dude here, man. That man, like Falcons fan, man, you don't sit your ass down somewhere. Talking about the Falcons never stop blitzing. What are you talking about? Man, what the fuck are you talking about? Sit your silly ass down with that nonsense. Like, half of y'all don't even know what, like. Crazy. What are you talking about? What game were you watching? Because it wasn't the 1977 Grinch Blitz. <laughs> because they definitely stopped blitzing. They definitely go. stopped blitzing. That's how they was they there you go. get. There you go. <laughs> he got the powder toe. Three times in the live. Three times. That's history making right there. This one got peanut butter on it this time. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, man! I just want to come in and check on, check in with the Falcons fans, man. Hey, go ahead, take off. Even though we let all those points go in the fourth quarter, well, I'm smiling like a like a possum with a sweet potato over here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, man. What's up? I'm feeling good. Um, hey. Matt Ryan started getting a little bit greedy. I think, I think to be honest, I think that was I think that was disrespect. The, the the fact that he started started chucking the ball downfield like that, that was but, just disrespect but, on that secondary. 
Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. It was blaming on Matt Ryder. It was on Dirk Cutter. Well, you talk about talk about the interceptions. Anyway, I mean, I, I think that interception. I, I get. I let Matt Ryan have that. You know, because you no, know, he took that ball downfield. He he didn't. Right as far as uh, you know, their offense in the fourth quarter. Um. Yeah, that, that's definitely dirt cutter. Um, I think I, I, somebody him. Uh, hey man, what do you think about the issues that we had with the election? Uh, this past week, dirt cutter said, "Well, you know, if we just throw the ball, we throw some passes." <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. I, I gotta let you see this comment, man. Uh. Hey, I'm about to say, but hey, I'm about to say before we get to that, uh, I want I want to let Todd Mullen get this 499 out the way right here. Right now, he's the MVP tonight. Super he's MVP. MVP. And he said, "Why the Falcons are drafting players that are tweens? <laughs> players that can play multiple positions but don't excel at one." I mean, that's the new way. I mean, that well, you can't say that something just, you know, I mean, look at quarterbacks being drafted. You have to have the ability to be mobile. You don't have team managed statues. You know, guys like Tom Brady, like, they're not, you're not dropping quarterbacks like that anymore. So that's not anything that's, you know, just Falcons related. You got to have guys who can do multiple things. Like you're not drafting run topples and, and run stuff was with the ten pick in the draft anymore. You're not doing that. You're not drafting the ten pick. Like that ain't happening. Oh, like that's that's just the NFL. So uh, that's just my take on it. What you guys think? I agree with what you said, Mike. I think it's uh mainly. It was. I think it would have something to do with Dan Quinn and the style of players that he likes. But I agree with you that in this NFL, and that's what I was talking about with the linebackers. You know, if you go back to like the '90s, you had linebackers that would just come downhill, like they couldn't really cover. They were just mainly guys that would come downhill in the run game and stuff like that, and just be thumpers. But nowadays, you can't really have a guy that's just thumping that just comes downhill. If you watch the Saints. That's been their biggest problem with the uh, one guy they have. He wears number 56. I forget his name, but he's like their middle linebacker. He's a thumper. He comes downhill. He's a baller, but he can't cover. And they recently uh, traded for Quan Alexander to be that coverage linebacker because the, the Saints linebacker struggled in coverage and tight ends would kill them and running backs would kill them out of the backfield. They didn't have somebody that could cover in this current NFL you got to have guys that are multidimensional. My biggest thing with the players that we've drafted recently is like you were saying, to me, they just weren't big enough players as far as stopping the run. But to to go back on what I'm saying, since Raheem Morris have taken over, to me, this defense is doing a lot better in stopping the run. It seems like guys are standing there gaps. Guys are doing a lot better job of flowing upfield. Like if you guys look since Raheem Morris has taken over, none of these teams are really gashing us with the run. That was happening a lot when Dan yeah. Quinn was here. So I don't know if the guys were just not disciplined. I really think it was disciplined because they know what Raheem Morris, he's going to hold you accountable on film. Like, why are you jumping out of your gap and things of that nature? I feel like when Dan Quinn was here, 
How many times do we see Tap McKinley running towards the quarterback, running right past the ball carrier because he's, you know, diving down instead of securing the edge and setting the edge? We've said that numerous times, like, God's not playing their responsibilities. God's trying to do other guys' jobs. I think with Raheem Morris, one thing I can credit Raheem Morris since he's taken over, guys are doing their job. Guys are not out there trying to do more than their job. Guys are not jumping out of their gaps. And we've been a lot better in stopping the run. And I feel like that's the reason why this defense has played better as um, far as tackling better and far as stopping the run because I've been seeing a lot of gang tackling and it's not a lot of running lanes. When these guys run the ball, if you watch the game today, there wasn't a ton of running lanes. Because that dude, Philip Lindsay, he's explosive. Melvin Gordon, those guys are explosive runners, but they had nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. Like that edge was so well, they had nowhere to go but to run up in the gut and get tackled by the Grady Jarrett, a four-year Luacon who was coming down playing like a, a possessed demon, uh, Deion Jones. Like they had nowhere to go. Everything was getting pushed back in the inside. Like, they couldn't get to the edge. We were setting the edge so well, so I really think that we draft tweeners all the time because you got to have guys that are multifaceted, you know, faceted. But you got to have guys that are disciplined and play their role. Like, when Dan Quinn was here, for some reason another thing, we were getting penalized a lot for guys jumping off sides. I don't know if you guys noticed, since Raheem yeah. Morgan taking over, I haven't seen a bunch of false, you know, guys jumping off sides and stuff like that. And coach, man, I've been seeing guys actually being disciplined, especially on third and short and stuff like that. Guys are doing a good job of just doing their job, not trying to do their partner's job, not trying to do their teammate's job. They're standing in their gaps. They're keeping that integrity. And I really think that that's been the biggest reason for the turnaround on the defensive side because we're forcing third and longs. Like today, we forced a couple third and longs early in the game. Denver couldn't do nothing, and we were able to drop seven or eight guys back and just come up and tackle somebody, you know? So – I credit that to the coaching and the discipline that Raheem Morris have, have, you know, taught these players. And I'm really thinking that he's been getting in these players, but on film, like if I see you jumping out of your, your cap and stuff like that, we're going to have a tour day. Like we're going to do some hit drills. Jew, Jew, you basically just summed it all in one word. Accountability. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's it. You got you got to be like I say he's holding them accountable. Now he still plays he's still soft as hell when it comes to closing the game out. But at least you see the accountability is there. Players are in there basically doing their damn job because they know at the end of the day that everything you do on that field is on tape for everybody in the league to see. Mm-hmm. So. You don't want to put no bad film out there because once somebody finds a weakness in your game, you about to get exposed. Look at Tack. Mm-hmm. I'll use Tack. Well, Tweety Bird. I'll use him as an example. <laughs> Tweety Bird. They find out he ain't got no pass rush moves, so they're like, fuck it. I'm finna just stay on my ground. He ain't finna do nothing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. He can't get by. So, you like I said, your tape, your tape is your paycheck. That's all I say. Your tape mm-hmm. is your paycheck. All right, let's get into this uh two point man. Let's get in this two point conversion. We're gonna start with low, then um Tonio. Um you guys give your two point man, um, two point conversion, and yeah, man. Let's go. Well, 
Um, and, and, and for everybody, I apologize if y'all can't hear me that well. I'm actually on a mission right now, so I'm coming to y'all from my cell phone. But um, uh, and I kind of want to point the last point that y'all guys were making accountability. I, to be honest with you, I, 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 I don't think accountability is as big as a factor as everybody's preaching. I think it's uh, I think things are just. I, I think you know I'm noticing that we're running running as many stunts and you know we we ain't trying to be number one stunners no more. James Bond, Jackie Chan, and Evil Knievel you know, just playing good solid football. And you know I don't think it's a a situation where uh, it's a ability because at the end at the end of the day this is you can't make grown men do what they want to do. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you don't hear about coaches having downs or, you know what I'm saying, bear crawls. I never seen I never seen nobody bear crawling across the, the Falcon symbol at Flowery Branch. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, hey, hey man, I, I just want to get on here and just, just holler at everybody, uh, give a shout-out to all the Falcons fans. I just want to thank everybody for checking everybody out. Um, all these Atlanta Nations guys, hey man, these guys right here, they they, they do they do research twenty four seven. Oh yeah. Um, that dude above me, the stat god, that man sent me some stats at four thirty the other morning. <laughs> I'm like, what in the world? Are you doing? You're sending me stats at four thirty. I just started getting him sleep. You sitting over here sending me sending me stats. But but you know, I I just wanted to come on and let everybody hey great win, man. Now we get a chance to go into this bye week and um we finish some Saint sandwiches in a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> thank y'all so Hi. much, man. Thank y'all so much, Atlanta Falcons Nation. Y'all be easy. We want y'all. Yes, sir. Hey oh. man, uh, you, you, uh, he said great win. I'm gonna say fuck out of here with that because um, <laughs> we, almost, we almost gave up another one, bro. Uh, that's how I felt about that win. I am not happy about that win at all. But a win is a win. You gotta take them as they come. We got a bye week, y'all. We get two weeks to face up against these ants. You know what I mean? And uh, I believe we're gonna get them everything that they want ammo. Um, but keep it short and simple. Just go ahead and subscribe to your boy. And if you want that smoke on Madden on Xbox, put put, oh, put yeah. in the com- put in the comment section that you want Xbox in your gamer tag, and I'll come find you, or you can come find me. And and that's all I'm gonna say. If you want the smoke, come get it. <laughs> that's my two point conversion. Well, let's appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. And don't send me no game of tags because I ain't about to get my ass whooped by nobody. <laughs> but, hey, I know I but, suck. I know you think about exactly, like exactly. I, I play Tony on you. Well, I play Tony. I might lose by fifty. So I, I'm just. I'm just <laughs> but yeah, like I said, we appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. Make sure you follow everybody panel. 
Like I said, Big Country Low, who was just on screen, make sure you follow him at Big Country Low Sports. That We call him the coach for a reason. Exactly. And like I said, make sure you follow everybody that you're watching tonight. I mean, we all got content coming for you. Like I said, this is all one family. Remember, Atlanta Falcon Nation is not just the six of us. It's all of y'all. Absolutely. It's yeah. all of y'all. Like I said, we doing this together. We are the last of the Mohicans in this motherfucker. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> <laughs> you got that right. So, all right, man. I just want to thank y'all for tuning in. As K-Styles was saying, I'm going to reiterate, we can't do this without y'all. We do it for y'all. We do it to entertain y'all, to give y'all some type of outlet, you know, after the game go off, some type of therapeutic type situation where we can just talk about a loss, talk about wins. We're going to rise together, y'all. We all one family. Like I said, we are the nation, Atlanta Falcons nation. You guys go subscribe, Jew Talk Sports, we're on the, uh, the road to 1K. I believe in you guys. Let's keep doing this thing. Follow Mad Mike Sports, Terror Artist 404, uh, Just K Styles, um, Big Low Country uh, Sports, Maggie T and Lust Exchange. Y'all go follow all of that, man. Y'all go hit the subscribe button. Y'all go hit that subscribe button at AFN, um, Atlanta Falcons Nation. We appreciate you guys. Like I said, man, I'm hyped just that we got another win. I said that this was our first game where we got consecutive wins. It might have been by hook or by crook, but hey, look, we got another win. So as K-Style said, we can beat the Saints in about two weeks. And we'll have a winning streak, people. That'll be three games in a row. So, hey, you got to do it consistently. That's what makes a good team, consistency. I talked about it on our show Tuesday night, Atlanta Falcons heavy hitters. Y'all tune in 8 p.m. every Tuesday, ATL in Sports Zone, every uh, Wednesday at 8. Y'all tune in to my boy, uh, Terror Artist 404 and Big Country Low. But like I said, man, I'm just happy about the win. I don't care how we got it as long as we got it because it's been so many games that we're supposed to won that we lost. So I'm just glad we made one play that they didn't make and we were able to pull it out. At the end of the day, like I said, everybody's getting paid just like we're getting paid. We might want to blow these teams out. At the end of the day, a lot of these games come down to the last possession about what team wanted more. And today, our Atlanta Falcons wanted it more. We were shorthanded on the defensive side without tackling, without uh, Dante Fowler Jr. And those guys found a way. The guys that played, it was next man up. And those guys stepped up. So I appreciate the win. I appreciate y'all tuning in tonight. And I'm going to kick it over to Mike, man. I appreciate y'all. Uh, I guess I'll just say this. Um, I don't know what the hell I'm going to say, to be honest. Uh, I pretty much said everything. I don't say everything. I don't think we've done everything. Um, I think what it come down to, man, uh, it's just we got to want excellence. And I'm challenging the fans, man, to stop. Just, like, let's stop with this one way of thinking. One way of thinking. We got to get out of just offense. We want to score 50 points. We want this, you know, we want 120 yards rushing and three touchdowns, one player. You know what I'm saying? got to want a defense. You got to want your special teams to, you know, to be impeccable. Like, I, I need everything to be on point, man. Like, we got to stop, you know, worrying about, like, we're going to draft the next quarterback. 
and that's like let's enjoy what Matt Ryan is right now. Like we're so quick to get rid. We're like we want to just get rid of his this dude, and we don't realize this is our chance to win a championship. We may not ever get this chance again. So why would you want to run away a Hall of Famer? It's like he doesn't have to be elite. If, as long as we continue to build this team the correct way and build the defense and get the right coaching, Matt Ryan doesn't have to throw the ball 50 times a game. We can, you know, kind of change the offense, change the focal upon the offense, be more of a running type offense, you know, a running back by committee type of offense. And is that Matt Ryan, you know, pretty much just do what Joe Montana did you know, when he was in San Francisco, you know, just, just be a dink and dunk type quarterback. Like, yeah, Joe could throw the ball deep, but for the most part, all he did was just let Roger Craig and all those dudes, you know, just, just run the ball. He got the ball in Jerry Rice's hand and let Jerry Rice create the magic. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we got a very good quarterback. We have a very good receiver, man. Let's stop trying to, like, run these guys out of town because it didn't happen in 16. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's enjoy what we have. And, you know, if we can continue to build a defense, um, so be it. But Matt Ryan and Julio Jones are still going strong, man. Let's just get these guys all the support that we need. And I'm talking about the fans. We, we need to give them all the support because – Believe it or not, when we're in that dome, we're in that bins, we're in that stadium, our voice does matter. You can't tell Seattle and that 12th man, like, you can't tell me that, they, that, that, like, they don't matter. It matters when you can't hear a damn thing because everybody in the freaking stadium is screaming on the top of, like, they, they on their feet screaming, whatever they got to do, they doing that. So it does matter. Falcons fans, I challenge you guys to stop thinking we need to blow everything up because blowing up everything doesn't guarantee a championship. So with that being said, man, um, you guys continue to support us here at Atlanta Falcons Nation, Utah Sports, uh, Terror Artist 404, Just K Styles, Big Low Country, man. He does film breakdown, let's exchange. We give you some real, real issues. Um, we, we teach you not only how to be Ladies there, they, you know, they teach you how to be one-on-one, -on -one, um, have a better relationship with your, with your mate, um, some mental issues, like dealing with like real life issues. So what we hear is all about that positivity and, and, you know, uh, helping each other and no grow, man. That's, that's, that's what we're about. So you guys continue to support us here at Mad Mike Sports, Atlanta Falcons Nation, Lust Exchange, You Talk Sports, Just K Style, and and terror artist 404 all right so um with that being said continue to support us one more again hit that subscribe button but we out of this beach we out we out of this motherfucker. Hey, one more one more thing would you rather have a woman that's a four that can build build you up and build a business or would you rather have a woman that's a 10 that can't do shit for you oh boy boy, boy that, that's it that's it, boy. Woo. Spitting that fire. That's what you... That's, that's, because, that's, that's, that's it. Because, because I saw, I'm about to say, I saw, I saw the fans in that dome today. They were looking like this most of the time. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> right. We don't need that. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. All the time. All right. So uh, we appreciate it, man. We we definitely appreciate it. So that being said, we got it. Hey, so people already agree. They said they want them folks they can build with. Mm-hmm. You're damn right about that. I've seen them tents that came.